0: Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com.
1: Hey y'all, welcome back to this week's episode of the podcast. We are in part two of a series I did with my friend Chastity, where we were talking about all things mental health and faith. And so I am so excited for y'all to hear part two of this episode because we're really going to dig into what it looks like to actually start to begin to address some of the things that you might be experiencing in your life and how it impacts your faith. So I hope you enjoy part two of this part one and part two series. If you have not listened to part one, definitely go back and listen to part one so you can hear about chastity and her story. And let's get into the episode. (music) The Therapy is a Christian podcast is all things mental health and Christ. We specifically talk about how mental health and God are merged together to foster growth, healing, and making mental health a normal conversation. I'm your host, Rosanne Renee, and welcome to the show. The things that, especially if you are a believer and you have a relationship with God, mm-hmm. it gets convoluted into the things that he pushes us towards. Mm -hmm. and then god is like i can handle that but you're like i don't even know how to get i don't even know where this is coming up so i don't even know what to pray i don't know what sermon to look up on youtube Mm -hmm. i don't know who to ask for help because i am over here drowning in Mm -hmm. i don't know and so seeking like like you said seeking the help gave you the opportunity to just like say i don't really know what's going on but i need to start taking Mm -hmm. this mask off
0: Mm -hmm. essentially Yes. And with that journey, that basically started my mental health journey for me seeking professional help. And on that journey, I was able to gain the tools I needed to help me kind of direct the way my life was going. And it also helped me to learn how to bear through the labor pains of where my purpose were taking me. You know? so I It was so... Oh, my gosh! I do not regret at all. I you know I still go to a therapy, you know the therapist yeah. the therapist, yeah. you know, So I have gained so much because it's conversations and it's words that are spoken out loud that you don't have with yourself or anyone else or even with God, like you mentioned.
1: or which is why, like I was saying, and some of the work I do with clients is around <laughs> just basic emotional identification. Mm -hmm. because we think and and most of us as black women we think it's us we think Mm -hmm. we're the problem that or or we blame other people and say they're the issue and all of this without really understanding like some of this is we've just avoided emotion Mm -hmm. at all costs Mm -hmm. we don't want to deal with it and so we internalize it and we think I can just succeed my way through this or I can just um i behind this or mm. i can just like make it seem like everything is fine and it's mm-hmm. not mm-hmm. and so it becomes a st- it becomes a stumbling block long term because you never mm-hmm. then give yourself the opportunity to address really what's going on because it's painful like mm-hmm. you said the labor pains like the labor pains are really like and i think when i talk about counseling and Faith, I think what I like to say is that really what you're doing is your unlearning narratives that didn't serve you or didn't mm-hmm. serve you in a way that also impact, that also served your faith mm-hmm. because a lot of us have been grown, have grown, who may, have, may or may not have grown up in church. Mm-hmm. I grew up in church. I remember being, I remember getting saved at eight years old. And so no. I remember just hearing narratives and things and still to this day like hear my mama say stuff that I'd be like mm-hmm. girl I don't know if that even but you know mm-hmm. that, that's fine and just like hearing things of that can be very judgmental and shameful mm-hmm. and you saying now
0: at your where you are now now when you hear it you're kind of like mm.
1: or performance based mm-hmm. or conditional mm-hmm. like like I had this recent revelation with, um, I work with like a mindset coach. Um, and one of the things we were talking about was I was talking to her about how I, my trust was with God was so impacted this year because I struggled. my struggle came from obedience. So I'm being obedient to you, but I'm experiencing all these struggles And I don't understand why you got me going through all this. And I'm obedient to you. It didn't make sense. It it just did not make sense to me. One thing she talked about was it seems like a conditional. If I do this, then you'll do this kind of thing. Mm. You feel that way? Like, I think I was telling her about how I lost my breast milk stash. Two days before I had took my licensure exam and I was upset and I said, God, you and I got a relationship. Mm -hmm. You didn't give me no indication, no prompting from the Holy Spirit. And I was really upset. And I Mm -hmm. was mad because I'm like, I'm trying my best to be obedient. I'm trying to walk this walk with you. And here I am met with, and she was like, but we're not promised. We're not going to struggle.
0: And then I also
1: came back and I said, the rest of the time my son was on breast milk it was donated to us or i had a supply so he was able to still mm-hmm. have breast milk mm-hmm. up until one but i was mm-hmm. so fixated on
0: why the didn't way you thought me? it
1: was going why up, didn't you me? tell me mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. so it became a if then and so the disappointment that comes with obedience like no nope. god is not going to be conditional <clears throat> yeah he's unconditional Mm -hmm. And it doesn't mean because the circumstances didn't happen the way you perceive it to be that that he's still not going to be God, but we have to sit in the disappointment and be okay with when we go through the struggle of having a baby 18 years old, he's still going to provide. He's still going to make a way. I can still be accepted. I can still be seen, but it's not disappointing. It's not saddening. No, is,
0: think, it wasn't. I, yeah. <clears throat> it wasn't. And it makes me think about um I was just watching uh Sarah J. Uh Roberts. That's my girl. She's mm-hmm. my best friend in my head. But she would just talk about that um the bright side and the dark side of hope. And she was kind of speaking of Mary's perspective, how you know the angel came to her with all these good things. Your son is gonna be the king, the king is gonna be the Lord, the Lord, he's gonna save the people, like yes. And, you know, she didn't think about because the angel did say he's gonna be pierced on his side. But, you know, hearing all these good things, you didn't really pay attention to the, you know, it's gonna be some dark side of that hope. And fast forward to her. Being at the cross and seeing her her son going through all of this struggle and pain and agony, just hearing him crying out because he was in human flesh. Like, imagine, like, you're going to be screaming in agony. You're seeing his bones and flesh being ripped open. And that was the dark side of the hope. And Sarah was even saying, like, even in that moment, Jesus told her, you know, go with your son, like, go with James, go with him. And he told James, take your mother and go. And she was saying that Jesus gives us permission to look away from the dark side and to move forward because what you see right now, it may look like I'm dying. It may look like the situation is dying, but I'm not dying. It's not dead. I'm preparing a place for you. I'm going to rise up on the third day. Mm -hmm. I'm destroying the thing that you think that is trying to destroy me, but I'm destroying it in the works and the faith. But you can't see it right now what it's doing. But just know that there's some bright side of hope. There's some bright side of this walk of faith. There's some glorious things that you know we're going to receive in our prayers. But baby girl, it's going to come with losing that milk before you take this big test. But you trust
1: me. And I failed the test. So that was another thing. No, you did not. Girl, failed the test.
0: You may have physically. No, no, no.
1: Like, yeah, yeah. 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 The test Mm -hmm. even after that. And I was I mean, girl, you couldn't, and I was like, this is just ghetto. I don't even understand this. This But that's even the testimony, like, even that
0: part, like, because some people go, yeah, it took took me three times, because I was trying
1: to understand, like, God, why you keep telling me to take this test? Mm -hmm. I was a month out after having Elijah took the first test. I took it three times before I passed it, Mm -hmm. and so I think, but going back to, like you said, the dark side of hope, I think that goes back to why You have to address the trauma Mm -hmm. because it is dark, but in every part of the Bible, God is always speaking to our infirmities, our transgressions, our sin, Mm -hmm. the ugly parts of us. Jesus always said, repent for your Mm -hmm. sins. Why are you constantly always talking about this ugly side of us? versus the part of us that's like, oh cute and all that.
0: Right. Because
1: it has to be talked about.
0: Right. Yep.
1: People that weren't able to experience healing and hope until they experienced coming to Jesus with the ugly parts of them. Mm-hmm. Peter was turned up. Okay. Couldn't hear yeah. ears off and you know all kind of stuff. And he even then, Jesus like, I'm gonna build my church on you. And so I think that goes into kind of like for you specifically, with your mental health journey and even the women that you have experienced and helped what mm-hmm. are some of the things you see constantly come up with some of the clients you help and
0: mm-hmm. also some of
1: the women you uh, help in ministry
0: it's basically what we've been talking about the unspoken thing mm. because a lot of times i see that it is generational you know Grandma, you didn't know your grandma was dealing with it, you didn't know your mama and aunties was dealing with it. And now you're dealing with it because no one wanted to talk about it. And Mm -hmm. it's a lot of that hidden hurt or the things that I've been through and I didn't, you know, no, I didn't have no one to go through. So I just kept walking in it. And now it's it's a lot of therapy is about unpacking it. And one of the things I always tell my clients, they are dealing with trauma, we're doing trauma therapy. I might look. If you're not ready to to talk about this because you're going to have to be exposed mentally and it may come with stirring up them old feelings. You may feel like that little girl back in that bedroom again. You may feel like that little boy that's being torn apart and beaten up and abused. Those emotions are going to may come up for you. But just know that you're not going over the situation anymore. You're not dead in that pain anymore. You're not trying to numb it, but you're actually going through it. And when you go through something, you're going to eventually have to get to the other side of things. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So That's sometimes true. we got to go through the fields. We got to go through the trials and tribulations. We got to go through those things because it, like the word said, it helps build our endurance. It helps build our character. And it also part. helps build
1: our self-awareness because yeah. most of the time this stuff is hidden. And the first thing that can happen when things are hidden is the enemy can play on that and you mm-hmm. won't even know.
0: Mm-hmm. Yes. Because when you don't know that you have these insecurities and we go back to the the garden, Adam and Eve, you know, he was able to play off of insecurities because she wasn't as, quote unquote, confident as Adam, you know, because she wasn't first. She's waking up into a new thing. Adam naming animals. He walking around and knowing what to do. And she's, I'm in this beautiful place. You know, I'm giving these purpose. I'm giving this purpose, but I don't know what to do. I'm still feeling lost and insecure. I'm still feeling, you know, in, in the, and at the time she didn't even know. But the enemy, you know, was able to play off of that because she was not aware of the insecurities that she had in that. And when you're able to finally see what's going on, you're able to address it. Like you said, uh, I'm doing it again. I'm feeling a little jealous. I'm feeling a, why, why, why I'm feeling this way looking on social media? Why I'm, why I'm rolling my eyes? Why can't I like it? Why I'm, I'm scrolling over it? what's going
1: on with me? But I think even that, that, that right there is a place that people don't even know. We just Mm kind of sit in this, we sit in the, we sit in comparison, we sit in insecurity. And instead of saying, what is wrong with me? We just internalize it and beat Mm -hmm. ourselves up.
0: And keep going.
1: And there's a reason why. And I think that's what you're saying is like those hidden things that we don't address end up manifesting themselves in some way, shape, or form.
0: Yeah, because I did not address, if we go back off of me, I did not address, I did not seek counseling for myself. My family didn't know, you know, nothing about, oh, she's pregnant. She may be going through a lot of things. You know, she had all these high hopes and expectations of doing this and that. And now her life is about to be changed forever. No one thought, like, maybe we should go get her some counseling, you know. So <clears throat> I was dealing with those insecurities like we spoke in earlier, and it still arrived in my late 20s. And although it was the same devil with a new face, I needed to finally address what's going on with me. Mm-hmm. And now that I, I know what it is, I'm able to point it out. I'm able to, to know what it is and, and able to handle it. Now I'm able to not only talk to other women about it, but also talk to my son about it. Let him know what's on gang, what's out here. You know, some of the things that I remember, I remember his dad going through, I exposed that to him. Like, you going to know everything that you're about to face in this territory. I'm not, I was talking to him at 10 years old. Some people are like, I can't believe it's your son about all this sex and everything. Yes, honey, because I, I'm I, I'm, in, I'm in this world. And at that time, I was a mentor back in my old high school. And I know what conversations i being had on these cell phones. And I'm not going to be in the now thinking that just because I'm raising him this way, I don't know how other people are raising their kids or what they're going through and what they can expose my son to. So I'm not about to just sweep it on the rug like generations of my family did, because no one was having real conversations with me about sex. No one was having real conversations with me about love. Like, yes, I was receiving parental love and family love. And yes, my dad told me I was beautiful growing up and all these things, but he still didn't talk to me about relationships. My mom would say, you know, don't have sex, you know. Yes, I seen my cousins, you know, some of my cousins having babies at teenagers. Yes, I know they wasn't right and all these things. I grew up in a church, but yet no one told me about the soul ties. No one told me about the heartache and the heartbreak. No one really put me on game. I did feel comfortable to talk to my parents about when I was going through heartbreak and situations. So they can help mend my heart instead of having another little boy mending my heart. And by me not knowing what it is, not me not knowing, that my mom also deal with daddy issues, not knowing, you know, what was going on, I didn't know how to address it at 18. And it wasn't until I was 29 when I'm like, okay, something needs to be done here. And now that I have those tools in my tool bags, and it also helped me to create a method which I teach to my clients and I help the other women in my community work on this method that I'm able to create It's now not only helped me to break free, but I'm able to help others to break free as well because I'm not keeping this to myself. I'm, I'm, I'm not just, this just for me and my house. No, I'm all about kingdom building.
1: And I think there's a freedom in being able to share transparently
0: mm-hmm. that
1: piece. Mm -hmm. because you're not tied to then at that point the opinions of other people you're not tied to I think I read this scripture earlier this week and I was like oh this makes so much sense when Paul had the thorn Mm -hmm. and he said and God said my grace is sufficient for you and I gotta look back through what I read about grace being sufficient for us but what I love I don't that. actually have it. So oh. what I saw was that um grace within itself means loving kindness and favor. Sufficient means to be possessed of unfailing strength to be enough. So God is basically saying, Look, my loving kindness and favor is enough for mm-hmm. you to kind of push through this. And so Paul had basically said. I would now rather boast in my weakness and mm-hmm. share and boast meant overly share. These are uh, mm-hmm. Greek definitions to boast or praise about overly share. And this is the exact opposite mm-hmm. of what we do as humans mm-hmm. because we don't share. It's like, mm-hmm. Oh no, I'm just going <clears> to <throat> close up. And what he was saying was I would rather boast about it because at that point it's made perfect. Yeah.
0: That's, what we call in therapy world, uh, post-traumatic growth. The enemy cannot keep using these insecurities that I have against me, feeling like I have to overachieve just to fill in that void of the 18-year-old girl that's inside of me to feel like I have to make these accomplishments to gain the approval and the love of my family again. Facts, facts, and facts. you can't use that against me anymore.
1: You can't. And that mm-hmm. becomes the power because at that point, it's like, I know at that point God got me and I can be Mm -hmm. weak before him and I can even Mm -hmm. be weak in front of people. And I think Jesus represented a lot of that where he was weak in front of people on, like he was put as a spectacle of weakness in front of other people. Mm -hmm. And so I think that just becomes a tie into where we need to be looking at within our mental health and Mm -hmm. things we've experienced. Not saying you got to, you know, go above and beyond to share, but just be transparent.
0: Right. Right. Because a part of the trauma therapy I was speaking of is to share your story, not in a way to make you feel exposed and vulnerable, like in a sense of weak because vulnerability does not mean weakness Facts. but it's to share because it even says in the word of power your testimony is going to give you strength and help you to break free but it's also going to help others come closer to god as well so by me sharing my story to those to hold up to those that deserve because everybody don't deserve your story everybody didn't go receive it yeah we're not
1: saying y'all like go tell
0: yeah <laughs>
1: people or tell you the hundred the Three hundred people that follow you on Instagram, everything. We're not saying that, but right. we're talking about be like authentically vulnerable yeah. and understand that that's okay. Yes,
0: yeah. yeah. and in that you're able to gain power and strength. I am no longer a victim. But I am able to use my adversities that are, that was held against me and use it for my own power, for my own strength, for my own advantage. I'm using this thing to help other women. Yes, I may have been molested or raped or abused and I felt shame about it. You know, people didn't believe me. Yes, I was a foster child and, you know, went from home to home and all these things and people try to make me feel ashamed like no one loved me. But I'm able to use that thing and to get the help I need to conquer that thing. And now I'm able to see young girls I, I don't, when they say hey to me I know what that hey sounds like Everybody else don't know what that hey sounds like Because they, they ain't been through what I've been through But I recognize that Something going on with her Now God is able to strengthen you That you have this this skill set And this ability to see past through people's minds Facts, facts To see thanks, through the fakeness Facts, facts, for sure And thanks. able to pour in that cup For sure, for sure Well, mm-hmm. So, so-
1: why don't you kind of tell us where people can find well tell tell everyone where they can find you and or if they're interested in possibly being part of your community, just give us all the thesis.
0: Okay, so um you can and let's also share, through. also
1: share you have a you have some stuff coming up where you get to work with some women for a period of time. Talk about that too.
0: Um okay, so you can go to our website, Life. Um, In their website, you will find information, upcoming events they will have in the community. Uh, But if you would like to get more intimate with us, we are available. uh, We come together three times a week, Monday, Wednesdays and Fridays, 7 a.m., um, central for prayer and teaching and venting and all those good things. We try to, we try best to get out because we know everybody got to do that thing and go to work. But sometimes the spirit be strong, honey. I, I have videos on Instagram where I'm dripping in sweat after some of those prayer calls. And I'm like, y'all, y'all make me out of getting the shower all over again before work, you know, because we are most definitely bringing heaven onto earth when we gather together. So we, um, those Zoom links. Are available to jump onto our prayer line is on our Facebook page, Boss Up Your Faith. Um, you can find us on Group Me. I made the link public now because a lot of people are like, We can't find you on Group Me. So now you can actually find us on Group Me, Boss Up Your Faith, and I will add you onto our uh, group page as well. Um, I do have a um, Boss Up Your Faith heart to heart retreat that is going to start in February, February the 4th, the first Saturday in February. This is a three month retreat, um, limited seating because God was telling me that I'm, a, you know, need to like really do some things, intimate setting that I want to make sure every woman story is being heard and being shared. So this is limited seating, but this is a three month retreat. This is for three months where you are coming together, healing your heart, being in an intimate, safe space with other soul like women. And this is that, virtual, correct? Yes, this is okay. virtual. And we're going to meet um every Saturday morning um, and coming together. And I'm I'm telling you, you if you are saying, okay, in 2023, I am not only quote unquote. New me, I don't really like that term, but more involved, you know, me, uh, a better version of myself. This is the retreat you do not want to miss. I'm guaranteed that you are going to receive something. I promise you, baby, mark my words, this retreat has was not... V- created by me, but most definitely created by the Holy Spirit. And it is time for women to not be falling for that thing that's trying to hold them down and make them feel ashamed. But it is time, baby, for you to own that thing, that that thing that they're trying to make you feel embarrassed and ashamed and make you want to keep different parts of yourself, it is time for you to own that thing. And it's time for you to work on that thing, not just for you and your healing, but it's people that God wants you to touch and to speak to. And you're not gonna be able to do it until you get your own breakthrough. So this is a three-month retreat. It's limited seating. It starts in February. You can get your tickets on our website, bossupyourfaith.life.
1: And I'll put all of the information in the show notes for everyone along with your Instagram, the group me link, as well as the link to the retreat. So okay. you can look for all of that information in the show notes of the podcast. So thank you, Chastity. Thank I you. thoroughly enjoyed our conversation so much and I pray that it blesses some other people. So
0: I will Bye. see y'all next week. Bye. Bye.